0: Hey everybody, Marilyn Hughes of the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation. Here we are to answer your questions, so please hop in the chat room and give me your questions. I'm going to start with questions that have been emailed to me, Um, so we'll go from there, right? Uh, I want to ask you to subscribe to our channel. It keeps us searchable all across the internet, makes it easier for people who are looking for what we have to offer uh, for them to find us. Um, and if you can, please consider becoming a member. You can click on the button in the upper right hand corner. It says Join, and you'll see the different options. Some of them are really, really inexpensive, $3.99 a month, um, where you are making it possible for us to keep our uh, resources free to everybody in the world. And I thank you so much for that. I thank all our members for being members because you are making the work possible. It really helps us, and we are so grateful. Thank you so much. So let's start with some questions and see if we can go from there. Please hop in into the chat room to tell me what your questions are. We'll start out with this one. It says, um, how do you move while in the out-of-body state? It's a good question because um, you don't move in the normal way. A lot of times it's one of the things you have to learn how to do, because we're so used to using our physical body. We try to move our physical arms and legs, but we actually move with our thoughts. We move by thinking of a place that we want to be and we instantly travel to it. Um, If we want to uh, go see a particular person, we often think of that person and wherever they are, spirit is automatically drawn there. And so there's that type of movement. Other kinds of movement would involve, you know, moving from different spheres and realms into other realms and spheres. And we will travel through corridors. There are many different kinds of corridors. There are time tunnels. There are tunnels that move into the mystery realms and spheres. And there are a number of other things that um, we can learn and find out about in terms of how we go into the higher, the middle purgatorial, and down into the lower hell realms, you're often taught these things as you are having the out-of-body experiences. So great question. Next question was, what are thought forms? Well, thought forms are those things that we actually create in front of us when we are in the out-of-body travel state from the projection of our thoughts. For instance, you think of a house, a house might appear in front of you. Um, If you have a fearful thought that you're playing over and over in your head, that fearful reality might manifest on the astral plane. And that would be a thought form. Uh, Let's say you're being chased by a bear. You're afraid of something is making you feel afraid. You're being chased by something in your life. You might manifest a bear chasing you in the astral plane, and it may very well not actually be a real type of experience, like as, for instance, other experiences, like when you have demonic warfare, spiritual warfare, interaction with lost souls, wandering spirits, those will be actual real encounters with you and other legitimate spiritual beings, thought forms will be manifestations of your own interior fears, your own interior thinking, your own interior views, and they will manifest uh, very quickly. We say thoughts are things because our thoughts do manifest. And so that's what a thought form is, another great question. Again, jump in the chat room. I'm taking your questions, okay? How do thought forms work? Well, I think um, uh, we just talked about that a bit. Um, All right, let's move on to this question. Why should we attempt out-of-body travel? Hello, MT. Thank you for joining me. So happy to have you with me. Um, The purpose of attempting out-of-body travel has to do with uh, trying to accelerate the spiritual evolution of the soul, the individual spiritual evolution of the soul. Hello, Anna Yell. Thank you for joining me. So appreciated. Um, uh, You know, our, our journey being, and again, please feel free to check out the films that are readily available to you here on how to have an out of body experience, but there's also the grand phases of the soul and the stairway from earth to heaven. Brian Malam helped to uh make these things come into play in fact he made them come into play i participated and he took um our work together and created these really helpful explanations of these things why should we attempt out-of-body travel because out-of-body travel gets us into this evolutionary journey the cycle of the soul the actual purpose of why we are here incarnated in this mortal realm to undergo the purification of the good and evil elements within ourselves and around us in the world. And so out-of-body travel brings things to the forefront that we would not ordinarily see. Why? Because in out-of-body travel, you're touching into something I call energetic truth, which means that you will be shown things as they truly energetically are from and through the eyes of God rather than through our own clouded judgment. And so it accelerates us because it points things out to us in a pinpoint kind of way. It's so very important. Again, please feel free, ask your questions. This is all about you and your questions. I'm just going through some questions I've received via email but I'd be happy to jump in with yours as well. Um, Does out-of-body travel have a purpose? Yes, it does. It is this purification of the soul. It is this ability to bring to consciousness those elements of our existence, the multidimensional elements, which basically bring all of this together and direct us to the purpose of our incarnation so that we may overcome the things that we came here to overcome. So purification is the simple answer. Please read The Mysteries of the Redemption, a treatise on out-of-body travel and mysticism. Also take a look at The Grand Phases of the Soul, the film here that you can watch, which will really help you understand what that purpose of -of out-of-body travel is. It is not intended just for parlor tricks or seeing if you can have psychic gifts or if you can view something on another part of the country or in another room and prove that you were there. It is for the evolution of the soul. It accelerates that journey by a grand magnitude. On a yell, what if that doesn't happen for you? Are you doing something wrong? Excellent question. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to what if you don't have the out-of-body experiences? What happens in that case is that we still have the ability to benefit from the experiences of others. And this is part of the reason I talk so much about the ancient sacred texts, because what we're doing is we are, and Agel says yes, so that's what we're talking about here. Um, we are able to benefit from the experiences of others. We benefit not only from the thousands of writings that are kept to us in ancient sacred texts, but we benefit as well from even just the near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences that others are sharing. We see it now all over the internet and in books, ancient texts, Um, Take a look, if you haven't already, at the film The Stairway from Earth to Heaven, where we talk about how these ancient sacred texts pave the road from Earth to Heaven. Because every single one of these prophets, saints, mystics, and sages are bringing to us the particular revelation that was given to them by God. And they're all slightly different. But they all create this mosaic that is beautiful and cohesive. And we start understanding God from a many manifold way. And that is how, even if you don't have the out-of-body experience, you can absolutely benefit from the wisdom gleaned by those who have. And that can be so powerfully transformative. There is also... You know, such a body of work in mystical theology. Um, I often talk about Father Adolf Tanqueray, who um, writes The Spiritual Life, one of the greatest books on mystical theology. Um, we just spoke about St. Francis de Sales and his uh, pivotal work, An Introduction to the Devout Life. These are texts that we can read from people who touched into that consciousness. And brought back for us the actual transformative elements that we can benefit from whether we ever have the out-of-body experience ourselves or not. And so we feast at the uh, table of spiritual wisdom that God has provided through his prophets, saints, mystics, saints, and ascetics, and sages throughout the ages from many, many traditions. And that is one of the things that we can do. And no, you're not doing anything wrong. There is just, uh, you know, it's just some people it comes to and some people it doesn't. Some people it doesn't come to because there are other things that they need to be focused on. And if they were doing this, it would take them from that purpose in their life. And that is so important that we don't forget, you know, each of us is uniquely uh, programmed in this life to fulfill different purposes and missions, and that's so important. Let me say hello to um, Mage Darren. Uh, nice to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Um, glad to have you here. Aniyel says the books, etc., read are providing thrusts in themselves. I've seen that. Very good. I'm glad you're seeing that. That's excellent. That is what. We um, want to see that it is providing that um, because the fruits of the experience can be shared. You know, the actual vibrational raisings and the thrusts that people who have the out of body travels have. Maybe you can't completely share that, but you do share aspects of it, parts of it, when you share it. And that is what we see when we read uh, uh, these things from others who have had the experience, other mystics, um, et cetera. Aniel says, thank you. I'm reading, watching everything. Fantastic. Yeah. Just keep taking it in, you know? Um, and so you've, you've seen Aniel says, the movie you talked about, I've seen that. So the grand phases of the soul, the stairway from earth to heaven, fantastic. And I do know that you're working your way through a lot of books too. So I hope that they are, Uh, giving you a lot of great spiritual food as well. And so again, here we are for your questions. Please pop in, feel free to just shoot out your questions here. That's what this is for. I'm going to go on to another uh, question that was sent to me by email. I have a list I keep here. Should anyone not attempt out-of-body travel? Excellent question because, yes, um, there are people who should not. And these would be, the most obvious would be the ones who have ever experienced major spiritual warfare, were either possessed or had to undergo exorcism or deliverance. They are often too sensitive. It's too easy for things to go wrong. They should just not go there. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. That is your biggest criteria there is for anybody who's had difficulties with dark forces, demonic intrusions of any kind in the past. Just stay away from it. You can benefit, just as we've talked with Ana Yell here, from reading the writings of the great saints, the great mystics, and regular ordinary people. You know, one of the neat things about the Internet is we have so many testimonies of uh, near-death experiences from people all over YouTube, um, out-of-body experiences, And people are able now to write their experiences in books and share them. And uh, so there are a lot of ways that you can benefit and uh, be enlivened by the out-of-body experiences of others if you've never had the experience or if it's just not something you should personally pursue. And so the next question on this list here is a biggie. What is Heaven? <laughs> Great question. You know, heaven is a lot of things. Um, and a lot of people have their own different uh, descriptions or definitions that they've placed on heaven. But heaven is many different things. Heaven is uh, a place. but let's clarify and say it's not one place. it's an infinity of places because heaven, is a myriad of frequency and vibration. Just as we have a myriad of existence on earth, in the heavenly spheres, there is a myriad and infinitude of experience and vibration. So it is an infinity of places. Heaven is also a state of mind. Heaven is also a place that we can inhabit while on earth, in frequency and vibration, or even just in our thrust, the manner of our seeking. Heaven is love and light and progress and momentum, whereas hell is anger and hatred. It's the opposite of all these things. So it's not love. It's anger and hatred. It's not progress. It's, it's breaking things apart, destruction. Um, it is darkness. Um, it is not light. It is imperception. It is the inability to understand how things truly are in the eyes of God. Heaven is being in alignment. <clears throat> With the will of God, no matter where, how, or who we might be, heaven is all those things and much, much more. Yell says, the love of God I found in all teachings is paramount. So true. And the oneness we all share in that pure love and light of our creator. Yes, well said on a yells, beautifully said. Um, that is heaven. So in a sense, we experience heaven right here on earth when we are in the love of God um, and when the oneness that we all share in that pure love and light of our creator is the place that our consciousness, our awareness is. When we place ourselves in that consciousness, we are turning our eyes towards heaven. Whereas when we get caught up, which we all do, so don't be judgmental of yourself about this, because we all do it, I do it, we all do it. When we get caught up in the things of the world, we turn away from that love of God. We turn away from the oneness we all share and the pure love and light of our creator We get caught up in the multiplicities, the personalities, the multiple physical realities that aren't the real, true, substantive nature of all life and all existence. And that is how we find heaven. We find heaven here on earth. But there is a heaven in the mystical spheres. There are an infinitude of heavens in the mystical spheres, and so heaven is so many, many things. But it is progress, movement forward. You know, when we're moving backwards, we're moving towards the opposite. It's not moving towards heaven. Momentum, progress, love, light, um, being in that state of love with our creator, Welcome, Andrew. Uh, thank you for joining us. And it looks like Andrew has something to say. Mary Barber, thank you to see you. She says, Great to see you. Great to see you as well. Andrew says, Why does it seem so difficult to remember the lessons we are trying to learn from our past lives, thus having to seemingly endlessly repeat the same karmic issues? Excellent question. Um, It has to do with habitual behavior. We are very attached to the way that we view things, the way that we want things, the way that we want to do things. And so when, when we are given instruction that turns our direction another way, it feels very uncomfortable because that's not how we've done it. It's how... We have to change to do it, but it's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because it's new. And so we have this very easy tendency to say, ah, I'm just going to go back to the way I've always done it. I'm, I feel comfortable there, you know. Transformation requires real change, and it's uncomfortable to change. And that is part of the reason why it is so difficult to, you know, hammer out those past life issues because we want to stay where we feel uh, the most at ease. But spiritual transformation requires something totally different from us, which is that we have to move into areas where we aren't at all. Uh, not just comfortable, but we just don't know what we're doing there. It's, it's like often I, I, I use the example of when your foot is moving from one rung of the ladder to the next and your foot has to dangle in the air for that moment. And as it's dangling, it's, it's, it feels so unsafe. It feels so out of control. Um, and we don't like that. None of us like it. I don't like it. Um, it's very difficult to identify those things within ourselves that need change, and then to actually proceed to alter it, despite the discomfort in doing so. I hope that's helpful, Andrew. Let me know if if that's been helpful. Um, hello, Beppa. Great to have you here. Welcome, happy to see you here. MT has some comments and possibly questions here. Have you ever encountered the sacrifice soul in purgatory? I've had an amazing experience a month ago or so when I was sent down there. There were 11 souls lined up as I arrived. My job was to send, to release souls who were ready out of eleven souls, only five souls were ready to depart. When the time of deliverance and lifting lifting up my arm with prayer, this one soul who was standing most uh, right and open, his mouth he opened his mouth, and there I saw the light beaming forth. My spirit somehow knew what to do which happens, we are infused with that by the Holy Spirit. We know without knowing why or understanding why what we are going to do is what needs to be done. That's how we become instruments in the hands of God. By graving them one year one, um, you might have to help me, MT, uh, those souls who were ready jumped into this soul's mouth. Amazingly, each soul was swirling into the light. Beautiful, beautiful. As the fifth soul finished, the soul whom opening portals, light became less and less and eventually closed. And I realized that he will be staying behind with these souls who were not ready to depart just yet. It was an extremely touching moment. But my question is that as his light completely disappeared, my spirit standing right of him gave him a big breath, kind of giving my breath to him, but taking in some of this, his, as well. It had enormous pressure as I gave my breath and took his in return. I want to know what this signifies. You were giving him the breath of life, M.T., And you were taking on and processing some of the darkness in his breath, which was contaminated and worldly and holding him down. So you were literally giving him a lift up, so to speak. So what you were doing was processing for him some of the darkness within him so that he may be able to reach that next level and depart from that realm. Beautiful experience, thank you for sharing it. Um, We often do this in the out-of-body travel state. It's one of the things we're often called to do in, in helping with the alteration of other souls and helping souls crossing over, helping souls moving from lower spheres, hellish spheres, purgatorial spheres into higher lighter spheres. This is very similar to many things I've experienced over the years, where you will come in and there'll be a group and you may literally have one or two that are ready to proceed or progress. And that may be all you're going to be able to accomplish that night. But you are kind of giving this soul a parting gift, so to speak of the breath of life. And by taking Uh, on his breath, you are actually taking some of his karma from him and processing it and transferring it and altering it by giving him the breath of life from yourself. Um, And what can happen when you're doing this is that though he was not ready to leave at that moment, he may have become ready to leave a week, a few weeks, a month, six months later, whether you're able to be brought back in or not. And so you were making it possible for him to prepare to leave that space and take the next step, even though you would not possibly or probably be there at the time that he did. MT says, oh, got it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for sharing the experience. It's very helpful For others to hear this because it demonstrates one of the things that we do. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So, hello. uh, Hello, John. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Andrew says, thank you. Very helpful. I hope that was helpful. Thank you. Um, If you need any further clarification, please let me know. MT says, yes, I'm praying for them every day. Ana Yell says, awesome, MT. Yes, and that is what we do when we follow up, when we have these experiences where not everybody was able to go. If it is a situation like this and we have seated them for the light, we continue praying for them in the hope that our prayers will also be energizing, transforming and assisting them in taking that next step. And I think that's a great note to go ahead and end this uh, live stream on thank you so much mt and andrew and anna yell and Beppa john um, oh my goodness mage darren um mary barber all of you thank you so much for joining me thank you for all these fabulous questions and to all the people who sent me these questions via email so appreciated always send me your questions ahead of time because I I keep them and I answer them on the live streams. So if you have questions, pop them to me at Marilyn Hughes at outofbodytravel.org. So appreciate you joining me. Uh, Please subscribe to our channel. Keeps us searchable. Please consider becoming a member. Memberships help us to keep our resources available to everyone for free in every corner of the world. I so appreciate our members. Our work cannot be accomplished without financial assistance. And memberships provide that. And you can start with a very nominal sum of uh, 3 dollars $499 a month. Um, and then there are other levels that you can consider. And these things are huge to us here. Uh, We have to keep everything going, the websites, the channels, the social networks. And, you know, basically, um, I'm working for free so we can make this all happen. And so those memberships uh, fuel everything forward. So appreciated to all our members out there and any of you here. Please consider becoming a member. Um, It's very simple. Click the join button. See what you think you can do. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, Ani Yell, thank you and God bless you. Same to you. Mary, thank you. I will be re watching. Great. Thank you so much. And MT, thank you so much. Uh, right back at you. Thank you for sharing that fabulous experience. Uh, I think it's very helpful for everyone watching. Thank you, Andrew, for your questions as well. Ani Yell had some great questions and all the questions today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.